Elizabeth Chapel, a lifelong entrepreneur who finally found my niche. After years of new ideas and jumping from business to business, I figured out how to turn a craft into a successful career. In 2016, I started a monthly subscription box for quilters. That little startup has grown into a thriving, multiple six-figure business that I am so proud of. As a published author, designer of fabrics and patterns being sold throughout the world, my favorite thing to do is to teach others how to grow a career of their dreams. Each week you'll hear from me or from other guests who are creative entrepreneurs, so you can learn exactly what to do and what not to do to grow a career that's more rewarding and successful than you ever thought possible. If you're ready to turn your craft into a career that you love, I am so excited you're here. Welcome to the Craft to Career podcast. Welcome back to the Craft to Career podcast. I am Elizabeth Chapel, the host of the podcast, and I'm it's just me here today. I'm just going to be chatting with you, sharing some insights. I've really been diving deep into I don't need, I, I don't want to say self-help because it has kind of this negative connotation, but I guess self-help. So really, how can we improve ourselves to show up in the best way possible? And this is, I we'll go into the whys and you're going to really see how this applies to our business because a lot of times, I mean, I've been coaching people for years now and I used to just give here, do this, do this. The more that I'm coaching people and I'm getting help with my mental awareness, the more I'm realizing that most of business is a mental game and it's learning how to to overcome these obstacles that are really within ourselves. And so today I'm going to be talking about five myths that are stopping us from progressing, from having the growth that we want, either in our business or in our personal lives. Before I talk more about that, I just want to invite you to leave a review for the podcast. That is something that really helps the podcast. I don't have paid ads. I don't uh, earn money on the podcast that way. I do, however, love to bring you great quality content and have guests on the podcast that can really help you grow your career. And all I ask in return is that you leave a review for the podcast. So if you can take just a moment to do that, that would really mean the world. And so now, you know, this, this episode, it is at the beginning of a new year and generally that, you know, the new year is a time to, for reflection, a time to think about the upcoming year ahead. And so I'm curious how you're feeling about that. Does thinking about the new year make you excited? Does it make you like, ugh, uh, for me and my business, it's very, very interesting because last year at this time, I was full of energy. I was doing so many things. I had big goals and and just energy. I had energy. Fast forward to this year. I don't. I do not have that energy. I I basically kind of took off at the end of November when my big signature course wrapped up. I had spent all of last year redoing that course. Oh, so many things. Um, that I officially reached a burnout point. And uh, I mean, I slept a lot. <laughs> I was worried. I was like, 
will I ever have that energy back? I don't know. Um, yeah, it was very interesting. And again, it's something that I want to be careful of when I say this to my audience, because I don't want it to come across as like that I'm ungrateful or that I don't enjoy what I do because I do. But I also was feeling just not having that energy. And so, you know, recently I had the episode come out on a season of wintering. And so for me, just really embracing and trying not to fight against the inner struggle, that voice in my head that was like, you're lazy, you're going to lose everything. You're what's going to happen if you take some time off. Well, it turns out it's fine. I'm on the other side of that now. It's been now it's January. So November, you know, a month and a half, two months where I just wasn't sure what I was going to do moving forward and what if I would get that energy back. However, during that beautiful resting time, a couple of things that helped me get through it. One, I was like, so what if I honestly in 2024 just go at my own leisurely pace? I know I want to continue to create quilt patterns. I know every September I'm going to open my quilt pattern writing course. If I just kind of coast and at my own pace, release a pattern and just play and then open my course in September. Great. That's totally fine. Because there's this part of my mind that's like, but what if you don't earn as much as you did last year? You don't have your membership anymore. It came down to the money where like, what if I don't have as much money? And as soon as I could let that go and realize it doesn't matter, I'm going to be okay. What if I don't have as much as last year? Oh, well, it's okay. I can have less. I'll be fine. So for me to really step back and realize, where is this coming from? Why am I worried? I do not need to live. I don't need that money. Like I will have my course that opens every year and that's fine. And all of a sudden I just had this huge weight off my shoulders. Where that was coming from, I'm not positive. And I'm not going to go through the mind work right here on the podcast, but there was definitely a lot of that fear around, ooh, I might not have as much money. Um, And then that spiraled into more and more. So point is, I want you to have the freedom to start this new year and, and every day, every month, every year with that freedom of what if you just do what you love? And so let's dive into these five myths of things for you to think about as you navigate moving forward with your business. Myth number one is the myth of perfection. So let's just talk about this because a lot of times when we are creating things in our business, we want it to be perfect. There comes a lot of pressure both internally and externally. So we're all our toughest critic. If you were to really go throughout your day and record the thoughts that are going through your mind, if you had like a, (laughs) what is it, where you take the the words to audio, and you were to play back what your mind is saying to you about yourself, people would be like, gosh, that's terrible. Why is this person being so mean? We're really hard on ourselves. And we have this unrealistic expectation that we should be perfect, that we should be getting up at this time, that we should be eating this way, that we should look this way, that everything we make should, you know, should, should, should. And the truth of the matter is, perfection is, is, it is a myth. It does not exist. And I love to look in nature as an example. 
nature doesn't even allow for perfection. If you pull up a flower, like if you try and draw a flower, you're going to want it to look perfect. Go and look at a flower out in nature. It is not perfectly symmetrical. Some of the leaves are different shapes and sizes and some have grooves and they're really quite funky looking when you look at it, which I've done now as I go and pull, you know, flowers or take a picture of a flower and and try and create it for my fabric. I'm like, oh, it's actually really imperfect. And I was just out in Utah in the mountains and looking at the fault lines and the curvature and just trees, you know, that are just go look in nature, grab a rock. The, the, it's not symmetrical. It's not totally smooth. Nature doesn't even allow for it. And, you know, even to go further with nature, sometimes there's a huge fire that will happen and it's devastating. You know, we think, oh, that's destroyed this beautiful landscape. Sometimes actually there are seeds that cannot open until there is a fire that's hot enough to crack them open. And uh, my dad actually is a farmer. He grew up as a farmer and went into agronomy. And and there's he talked a bit about it. I have to have him talk about it more. But I remember him talking about just the cycles of the soil and the earth. And as devastating as fires can be, it is a rebirth. It can it it has to happen from time to time uh, in nature. Not saying go out and start a forest fire, but naturally they occur. And when that happens, it's a part of the nature cycle and it starts a rebirth that could not have happened without it. So imperfections, pitfalls, they are meant to be. And it can be really hard because there's judgment from other people as well. And that can be really scary. But, you know, some people will say, well, it needs to be perfect. Oh, there's a mistake here. Oh, my goodness. And to learn to sit with that and to the more that you can allow others to have their imperfections, the more you can accept it in yourself and vice versa. The more you can allow your imperfections, the more you're able to allow that with others, you know, and look at yourself when you start to judge other people for their lack of being perfect. You, that's a red flag that you're being really hard on yourself. And so just allowing this, this movement in life of people to show up imperfectly Give that gift to others and give that gift to yourself. And it's okay to be uncomfortable. It is okay to sit with that uncomfortableness of, they were right. I did have, they called me out on my imperfection and they weren't wrong. That's okay. Don't, don't let that stop you from showing up. A lot of people just don't show up because they're, they're not perfect. Guess what? Nobody is. And it's okay. It's okay. You know, do, do good work. Don't, Don't go out and put crap out into the world and like, it's okay. I don't need to be perfect. You know, do, do a good job, do the best you can, but let go of the myth of perfection. It just doesn't exist. And everyone's perfection in quotation marks is going to be different. So if you put out something that you love and you think is amazing, someone else might not, it's, it's okay. Like we don't have to strive. We don't, we just can't, we can never reach perfection. It is a myth. And once we let go of that, there's room to be spontaneous. We can be curious. We can have fun. We can play. We can, I'm going to try this out. What is that going to look like? And it brings, it just, it lifts a weight off where it allows you to have fun again. It allows you to create. And if someone says, hey, that's not, you have a mistake there. You can be like, by golly, I, there was, thank you so much for sharing that and pointing that out and then move on. And just allow yourself to to be free of that perfection myth. Number two is the myth of the right path for success. 
So this I have seen and learned in many different ways. There just is not one way to find success. Each journey is going to look different. Each business is going to look different. It should be exciting. It should be like, how am I going to do this? Try different things out. See what's going to work and see what doesn't. And I, there is a caveat with this. Like as much as I say there is no one way to find success, there are some business principles that will help you. Um, you know, basic like have an email list. So have a way to collect money. Let's go as basic as that. Have a way to collect money and have a product to sell. You know, there are some things that are very basic that you have to have. And then there are some strategies for selling and all of that, that and marketing and the words that you use that can make a difference. But as soon as someone says, this is the only way to grow, that's a red flag. There are many ways to grow and you don't have to subscribe to the idea that I'm not doing it right. No, there, there are many ways to grow and to find success. Myth number three is that you have to hustle to have success. Oh, this is such a tricky one because so many people who have success hustled at first, and then they get to a spot where they can hire people and they don't have to hustle anymore, but generally they still do. Um, you can, here's the deal. You can burn the candle from both ends and you, you can get results but it cannot last forever. You will reach a breaking point. You will, there will be cracks. Like it's just not sustainable. We are not robots. So I love to go back to what is the point of why, what I'm doing? Why am I doing this? What is it for? Am I doing it to get X amount of money? I will tell you that that will leave you feeling very void and it will not bring happiness from personal experience. I've heard other people say it and I can now speak it of my own. Like I've been there. When you tap into why you, you have a why and you're doing something that you love, circle back to that. When you start to feel like I I need to do this. Oh, I should be posting once a week. I should, should. Anytime a should comes up that you should be doing this, question that because says who, you know, you don't have to hustle. You don't have to subscribe to a set of rules for success. Where is the joy in what you do? Because when you tap into like, man, I love this. I really want to get this out into the world and share this with others. That will be fun for you. And you will have success with that. And it's just, it's so much more fulfilling. And the journey is fun when you love it, when you're doing it for a principle or something that you really feel strongly about, or you really believe in, or really brings you joy. No one can take that away from you. That, that is, that's kindling a fire where the fuel is joy and you're going to grow the joy. If the kindling that you're using is money and you're just going to grow that, it's a really, ugh, like, it's just, it, it's hard to, to get that excitement and that fulfillment from money or like growing your following and the numbers. Those are very, they're going to leave you feeling pretty empty inside. So I like to schedule time to play. I know that sounds funny, but think about when you were a kid, we just would play. I would just imagine I would draw. I mean, think about what you did and what things brought you joy and excitement and tap into that because that's your inner child. That are the things that you really, truly love. 
before the world got in the way and told you, oh, you shouldn't do this, you should do this, or it should look like this. I mean, just uh, try being a kid again. Even if it's so much, if you don't know and you can't tap into it, go to a park and jump on a swing or do something that you did as a kid or that kids do. Build a fort, you know, do something that just makes you feel like a kid again, that where you're laughing. And I've real it's so important to schedule this time to play, schedule time to to just sit and do to be bored. I know that sounds scary. We're like, no, but I need to be productive. There is actually a purpose for downtime. There's rejuvenation that comes. Think of how much of our lives we spend sleeping. I mean, honestly, we're laying there like susceptible to danger, but science is just starting to tap into what's happening in our bodies while we're sleeping. Our muscles are regenerating. Our cells are regenerating. Our brains we're growing like there, we don't even know all that really happens when we sleep, but it's crucial. I mean, I don't know, half of our life. And there's a purpose for that. There is a purpose for us to, to play, to sit in, in the quiet and be bored. And if that scares you, if the sound of that scares you, cause it has me in the past, take note, the things that sound scary to you of just sitting and being quiet, that means that you probably should do it. The more that sounds scary to you, the more you probably need it. And so just give it a try. Go on a walk with no headphones, no music, no one else to talk to, just you and your your thoughts and see what happens, you know, tap into that. And so hustle, it's, it's a lie. You don't need to hustle to have success. And what is success? What does that even mean to you? So tap into your why and schedule time to play. Schedule time to have nothing on your calendar where it's just void and you can just be. And I'm telling you in this last month and a half, two months where I have done a whole lot of nothing, I all of a sudden have more energy and ideas of things that have come from within me. I haven't had someone else telling me, you should do this. Oh, think about this. The thing is you have it within you. You, We have the answers in our souls, in our minds, whatever you want to call that. It's within us. We know what to bring into the world and what to create and how to do that. We just have to take time to tap into that, to listen to ourselves, to stop seeking out the guru who's going to guide you. And again, there's that caveat because I do hire many people and a lot of them have helped me with like the tactical, how, how do I say this? Like the, the tangible steps, how to set up a website. I mean, as much as you go on a walk and think, on your own, you, if you don't have those skills of how to open up a website, it's not going to just come to you on a walk. This, when I say like, take time to play and to have quiet time, the answers are within you. That's, that's more of the like imaginative creative side of what should I offer? How can I share this uh, in a fun way? Now, when it comes to those tactical, practical things, Sometimes you really just do need to hire help or hire someone to do that for you or to help you. And sometimes you get to a spot where you're like, I don't know how to reach more people. I have the energy. I have this amazing thing. I don't know how to get it out, like how to have people hear this. And that's marketing. So there are areas where you could and should hire people for help. But when it comes to like, what should I sell? What's my one thing? What's my niche? what, let's say quilt pattern design, what kind of pattern should I design this or that? Those answers are within you. You should really just take that time to tap into yourself 
and stop trying to find other people to give you that answer and trust yourself. It is there. The answer is within you. It's just a matter of playing, trying, testing it out and trusting yourself because you have more potential than you know. You have more answers within you than you realize. So really to tap into that. Which brings me to myth number four, the myth of happiness. Now, this might sound kind of depressing, like, oh my gosh, Elizabeth, are you telling me that we shouldn't be happy, that that's a myth? So no, (laughs) but what I'm trying to say is that this idea that we should feel happy all the time, it's actually not a solution. It is the problem. The goal is not to feel happy all the time. There is beauty and purpose in difficulty. There is a reason that we have struggles. There is a reason that life is not just skipping down easy street all the time, all the time, all the time. And when you try to have that, that is the problem. We need to feel our feelings, to sit with our emotions. One of the things I have really learned with all of this diving into, you know, life coach and the mind work, it is that a lot of the problems come with not feeling our emotions. We have learned from a young age, think of it. I mean, and I, it's so much easier to see it in other people, but sporting events is a big one since I go to a lot of those. I will see a kid get hurt physically and I'll hear the parents and, and I'm not shaming anyone for doing this, but it's just an insight. Get up, you're fine. Brush it off, be tough. And think of how many times in our lives we have had people tell us that. If you're a little kid and you're crying, hey, no, cut it out. Don't act like that. We're in public. Um, don't, you know, we are taught from a pretty young age to hide our emotions, to bury them, that they are not okay, that they're embarrassing, that it's publicly shaming, you know? And so we've learned to hide and to repress. And that causes a lot of problems, both physically and emotionally. There are actually neurons in our body. An emotion is a physical thing. You feel it in your body. And so, you know, just take a minute to breathe and think about where in your body are you tense, that those are emotions. And so when we suppress our emotions, it goes into the body and it affects us, you know, psychologically and physically. And so when, and I'm not saying like, if someone cuts you off in traffic or in the store that you go out and like, I hate you, I'm feeling my emotions, just let me feel this is what I'm supposed to do. No, there's a healthy way to feel the emotions. For example, let's say you're working at a desk job and someone just really ticks you off. It's okay to say, okay, I'm feeling this way, but I need to keep working and then go home and allow yourself to sit with that, replay it, cry. Crying is so healthy. It'll just allows how many, think of the last time, because I sure can. (laughs) Think of the last time where you really felt your emotions let's just say a good cry. You had a really good cry and then you feel great. You're ready to move on. The thing about humans, we're very great at self-regulating until we're taught to hide those emotions. But if we're just allowed to feel, to cry, to go punch a punching bag, say, I'm so angry. Gosh, I hate this. And not judge. I shouldn't be hating them. Oh, that's bad of me. No, don't judge the feelings. Just let them be. And we are really good at judging our emotions. Like, oh, I wish I, but I should really love them. Oh, but I shouldn't do that. Nope, let it go. You don't want to add judgment on top of the feelings. That makes it even harder. 
but just allow yourself to express the emotions. It's amazing how healing that is. And so the the goal is not to just feel happy all the time, because here's the deal. When you allow yourself to feel the sadness, feel the anger, feel the stress, feel all the things, it will move on. And then you are back at your baseline. And when something exciting happens, the more you can allow in those hard feelings, the more you can allow the positive. And so we want to have that duality in life. It's beautiful. And not to mention when something difficult comes up, it's there for a reason. It is telling us that there is something there that either we are stuck with, where there's trauma, where we have judgment, something that we can learn from, that we need to grow and so when you get annoyed with something, because here's the deal, when some people get annoyed by some one, let's say we're driving in traffic and someone cuts you off, for some people that's very triggering and it makes them really angry, but not everyone. Some people are like, oh, well, whatever. Okay, go ahead. So you don't have to, you know, when, when you feel these emotions, it is something in you. It is within you. And so it's for, it's a learning moment for you. Why am I feeling this way? You know, you can question and be curious about it and also just allow it to be there. So that is the myth. Number four is the myth of happiness. And then myth number five is the myth of if then. So this is a big one and we all have it. So let me explain this. If then the belief that if something happens, then I will be happier. The big lie here is that thinking that something external is going to make us feel better. We keep searching outside of ourselves for belonging, for justice, for worthiness, love. The truth is these results can only come from within us. So this is good and bad news and whichever way you look at it. So like, let's look at it as good news. No one else has the power or the ability to determine how you feel. That's amazing. Like nobody else gets to do that. It's it's up to us. But that can also be bad news. It depends how you look at it. Like, oh man, I can't blame anyone else. But gosh, they're really annoying. And what they're doing is really bad or whatever. And I want to blame them. I want to say like, no, it is actually their fault. Like, no, I promise you, if I won the lottery and had a million dollars, I would be happier. Like life would be easier. There's so many of these things that we believe are fact and they are not like if that person would just be nice to me, oh my gosh, like, or whatever, whatever it might be. As soon as my husband is home, then I can have help. I mean that, and then what, then I'll be able to get work done as soon as blah, blah, then blah, blah. It is a lie. It is a myth. Like, and I'm actually going to read now out of the book, The Mountain is You by Brianna West. She says, more money does not solve money problems. Different relationships do not solve relationship problems. New work does not solve work problems. Your future life will not solve life problems. I mean, this is so big and it's so prevalent in every single one of us. And if you don't think you're doing it, you are not being accurate, like unless you've really gone through, but I've really still, I would love to see someone who doesn't actually think this from time to time. So it's really important for us to get clear on and recognize when we are thinking this because it is a lie. Again, to read from uh, Brianna West's book, The Mountain Is You, she says, you can screw up your dream relationship 
just as quickly as you can hook up because the way you relate to others is an issue with you, not something that shifts depending on whether or not you meet the most perfect person who never triggers or annoys you and relates to you with unconditional positive regard. I mean, when I hear it that way, I'm like, that is ridiculous. What, I want to find some unicorn out in the world who never says anything annoying or frustrating and like, no, it, it's me. It depends on, I'm the variable, you know, like finding the perfect person doesn't, doesn't change me and they don't exist. Like we're all imperfect beings going back to imperfection. Nothing in this life is perfect, everything. And there's beauty and purpose in that. And then she also says, you can be just as unhappy in your ideal job with the perfect hours as your most desired pay rate if you don't know how to ration your time and relate to others. So really, it's about having principles. I mean, the problems in your life are only going to follow you. It, it's you. Like So as much as you think, oh, as soon as this happens, then that, just know that that is a lie. And I talked about it before too, like with money, I thought, oh, as soon as I hit this milestone, I don't even know what I thought. Then I'll feel happy. Then, then I will have arrived. Then I will make it. And then I get to that figure. I mean, the first one was hitting $100,000. And I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, huh. So that's it. Like, I, I still feel that I'm still me. Like nothing has changed except there is literally just more money sitting in my bank account. But that has not, it's not this magic thing that fixes anything. It really doesn't. And so that's been a big thing for me in this journey of my business, which I've been so grateful for all that entrepreneurship provides as far as like self-discovery and life lessons. My goodness, like I have had to deal with people who are really unhappy or cranky or, you know, don't have great interpersonal skills and show up in a way that I wish they wouldn't have shown up. And there I am thinking, man, if they were nicer in the way they reached out to me, I would be happier. They don't have the power to control how I feel. It's really liberating to think no one has that power or control over me. I, that's, that's up to me. I'm the variable here. And so just looking in your life at those things that you think, man, if this, I mean, things that, that are very common are if I earn this much money, if I sell this, if I have this many followers, or taking out obstacles, if I only had more time in the day, if I didn't have to do fill in the blank, um, if this person was only supportive, I mean, it's just, it is a myth. And so, and I know that a lot of you listening are going to be kicking against that, like, no, but honest to goodness, if that changed, it would be easier. So that is some mind work to really embrace and, and look at it in a way of excitement, like, oh, that thing doesn't control the outcome. It has no power over the outcome. I, I can be the one who drives here. So it is very, very liberating when you look at it that way instead of like, but wait, no, I want there to be a reason why I'm not getting this success. I want that, you know, that, that takes the pressure off of me. Uh, that puts the responsibility on someone or something else. But there is that liberating like, oh, the truth of it's really in my control. I get to do that. So those are the five myths that I wanted to touch on today. And just to recap, myth number one is the myth of perfection. This idea that 
We have to be perfect, show up perfectly, create the perfect product. Let that go. Wow, what a breath, what a weight taken off. Number two, the myth of the right path for success. This myth that we have to follow a certain prescribed path in order to get the success that we want. Myth number three, the hustle culture. Oh, in order to have success, I need to be busy, busy, busy all the time. I need to do this, this, this. That is a myth. Number four, the myth of happiness. This idea that we have to be happy or that something that happens will make us happy. We just, it's not, that's not healthy and it's not practical. So letting go and sitting at peace with like, oh, I have all of these different emotions. Let's feel them. Let's just embrace that and sit with those and and learn from them. And then myth number five, the if then myth. If this were to change or if this happened, then I would fill in the blank, whatever desired results you want. That really we are in the driver's seat and we get to, to take responsibility, which can sound good or bad, but the, the results are up to us, the outcomes, you know, the way we live our lives, the way we show up, it's really up to us. And the things that we get out of life, it is us. We decide that. So I am excited for 2024. Um, I talked a little bit about like, I'm just going to, you know, what am I going to do between now and September when the quilt pattern writing course opens again? And during those months where I just slept a lot and was kind of like, oh my gosh, am I going to get that drive again? Guess what? I got the drive again. And it's going to look a lot more joyful for me. It's going to look a lot more creative, just doing what I love. My goodness, it is so fun to step back and say, what do I want to, what do I want to do? If I could just take everything off the table and just do what do I want to do? And that's what I'm going to do in 2024. So I'm excited for you to, to be here, to follow along. I will say one of the things that I'm sitting with in 2024, I've loved coaching people. Uh, and so, but I've sat with like, how, how does that look? Because like I said, there's no one prescribed path. And in the past, I'll, I would share what I would do, but I'm learning that what I would do isn't what other people necessarily would do or should do. And so I, in 2024, I don't know that I'll be offering coaching as a, a paid thing, but what I will be doing is the podcast. And that is where I, I, I'm excited to share my best advice. I'm excited to just freely share the things that are going to help you with your business things that have helped me with my business. And I'm convinced that they will help you with yours. So that is how I'm excited to show up as far as coaching. And I have thought I, I might open up some uh, one-on-one coaching sessions for a podcast episode. So stay tuned for that. Um, I'll probably just open up. It's for free. Have people submit if you're wanting to have a coaching session for your business, how to move the needle if you're stuck, if you're wanting some guidance in a certain area. And with the caveat that there is no one way for success, but I'm happy to share insights. I'm happy to share ideas and thoughts. Um, So I'll be opening that up soon. I'm going to think, sit on that and think how to do that, but it will be coming. And again, it will be completely free. It will be here on the podcast. And it's really fun for me. It's fun for me to get in touch with my audience and my listeners and to hear what are the struggles that you have it helps me to know what things to bring you, you know, what content to share with you and to really um, stay in tune with, stay connected with just kind of where you are in your process with your business. So I look forward to that. It will be coming to, uh, to you podcast listeners. I'll have a way for you to, 
submit for that. So stay tuned. And thank you so much for being here on the Craft Your Career podcast. It is, you know, it was wonderful to have a little break at the end of 2023. And I'm back. I'm ready to go. And it, it's true that, you know, taking time to breathe and to play is crucial and fun and it is rejuvenating. So here is to a brand new year, 2024. And I hope that we all are able to move forward just doing what we love, taking time to relax and have a little more well-balanced life and routine. I will see you next Friday with a brand new episode of the Craft Your Career podcast. And until then, have a lovely week. Take care. Mm-hmm.